Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of season three for Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion. I'm your host, Seth Adam Sure. Um, Woot. With me is the assistant director for the episode. That would be Jim Hamilton. Say hello. Howdy, howdy, how. And as always, our writer, Mr. Jeffrey Bridges. Yay! Hello. Hello, Hello, Jeffrey. Hello. 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 The Righteous Bushwhack. Tonight's episode, The Righteous Bushwhack. Yeah, I was saving that title for a while. (laughs) Great name there, dude. I felt very bushwhacked by the end. Mm. I feel exceptionally bushwhacked. How about you? Well, you just got back from Vegas, bro. And boy, is my head still red. My God. 108 (laughs) degrees. Not in the shade. I don't want to talk about it. It's too hot. Don't go there at the end of June unless you like, you know, living in a sauna. Let's talk about what a fantastic episode of Dixie Stenberg uh, Jeffrey wrote here. It starts off with a lot of voices. (laughs) It ends up with a lot of explosions. What a great way to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's talk a lot, and then let's blow a bunch of stuff up. <laughs> Do we have Jeffrey? Yeah, I'm here. Jeffrey, wanted to say a little oh, okay. bit about this nice closure of uh, what's been going on for this last uh, season or so. Well, I don't know that there's, I mean, all that much closure. There's a little bit, um, obviously, with uh, Lily and uh, her cousins, all the other ladies of the Rue. And, um, you know, there's a bit of, I. it's not even, see, I feel like you can't really call it closure because of what happens at the end. It just opens up a whole new can of worms, so... Well, it is the 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 ending of of certain uh, plots that were going on for the last season or more. Even though it does uh, open up a whole new can of uh, pick your your best uh, uh, wormy individual um, at the end. It's it, it's nice to see all those little things tying up here kind of nicely. And even opening up the possibility of a quadrangle. That's like ge- geometry and stuff. It's not a competition. <laughs> That's not what this is about. I, I believe a woman can do anything a man can do. <gasps> I'm sorry. Yeah. And you planned this, didn't you? Scandalous, I tell you what. What's going on? You keep saying that. Why don't you go make a poster? Nice little reference there. I will. The point is, I was too afraid to tell you all what I really thought, but Lily... Lily had all the guts that I don't. And that's one area where I'll never be back in. We're not doing a lot of commenting. I get drawn in. Your turn. It's it's you know, hard my problem not to get is just drawn that yes. I've, um... Sorry? You know, no no offense intended to anything, but I've kind of forgotten the episode because right now, <laughs> I mean, of course, I always write really far ahead, but, um, I'm in... I mean, we you know, announced that 50 was going to be the last episode, and so now I'm in the middle of writing uh, 38. So there's only, like, 12 episodes left, and so my brain is just kind of swimming around all this crazy stuff, trying to figure out how to fit it all together and get everything to be where it needs to be to get to the end. And so my brain has been even more into the future than uh, normally. 
So I'm, yeah, I'm kind of having trouble. I'm like, what? What all happened in this episode again? I remember the ending. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on the details right now. It's been a while since I listened to it, too. A couple of weeks ago, I think, last time uh, I listened to it. So I was about to ask. I listened. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim, what do you think of the episode so far? Uh, what so are your impressions? I think the episode sounds fabulous. I think all the acting is wonderful. I think the writing was spectacular, as always. You're too kind. Thank you, But what you really loved was the assistant direction. You have to say. Oh, I gotta tell you, that assistant director guy knows absolutely. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm serious, and I can attest to that. I've seen him in action. You ever handled weapons? You know, if you can't say anything nice, it's best to just you know. Um, I, I gotta tell you, I love this episode a lot, and I'm not just blowing smoke here. Um, I had a really good time working on it. It, it was a lot of work. It gets really, really busy towards the end, but. I was driven because I love the show. I, I love this particular episode. I like the direction that it takes, and I wanted to do the best that I could. So hopefully I did. Hopefully everybody agrees that it is. Yeah, that last quite scene was, um, it was a bit of a, a chaotic, hectic, you know, mess going on. So I'm sure that was a lot of work to put together. But I enjoyed every minute of it. And of that weekend that I sat here in front of my computer. <laughs> he probably did, too. I see him twirling his mustache now. Now, I have to say, Jim has only been assistant in Dixie Stenberg for the just, you know, a bare handful of episodes so far. But what he has done so far with that has really, really impressed the hell out of me. And I want to say congrats to you, Jim. You have done more than I ever thought possible in such a short span of time. It, it, it just it, it amazes me. Yeah, I think he's done a, a really great job. I mean, even if you boil it all down to, at the very least, he gave us the woogie spirally noises. So, I mean, that alone. At the very least, your contribution, if nothing else, to the legacy that will be Dixie Stenberg, will be the woogie spirally noises and the uh, the 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 whooshing, uh, the mentally noise. noise. The mentally noise. Thank you. I'd forgotten the name of that. Oh my. Um, and this is the first of your two scenes, sir. Well then, it's not just delicious. Indeed. And I expect this was so much fun. <laughs> okay, I have to mention now. I, this is a product I've been saving for a while until I found a good, you know, commercial to base it off of. Because um, back when I lived in Chicago, there was a, uh, a truck I used to see driving around. And I don't remember the brand or the company name, but that's what it said on the side. It had the company name, and then it said meat type pork underneath oh it. And I always thought that was the most it's disgusting real? yet hilarious thing I'd ever seen. Oh that is God. real. It is completely real. So I had to use it at some point. It's, it was. I don't even want to know what it really is, but... Yes, folks, it really is real. Oh, man. You heard it here. I imagine it's something like the pizza topping with pepperoni seasoning. That you get on the little cheap one dollar <laughs> frozen pizzas. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm getting something. Ah, love that sound. Yes, I'm Speaking of the mentally noise. 
And Bill just sells it so well. I love the way he says, flavor! I gotta say, when we get new scripts, I always ask Jim what scenes he wants to do, and the first one he always wants to do, the commercials. It's the commercial, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm trying to remember the product that I based this off of, though, but that, that line, I think, was right out of it, the uh, flavor that's exciting. I'm like, what? Your flavors really shouldn't be exciting. I don't... But it, I thought it fit, you know, for a meat-type type. pork, so... I think I have a couple of bloopers for that one when the when the cat was trying to talk to me, so I have a couple of meat-type meows. Meat-type meow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like that. Another question, if I may. Take your words at me. Why meat type pork? What else would you prefer? Real Well, yeah. I prefer real meat. Other meats? I do. Is pork the only animal? Oh, and the of that is hilarious too. Total straight. Real meat? Yeah. Well, I bet just dropping it would be. Tie it in. I'm like, where do you where do you go with this? You know, what would it be? So, I actually channeled my brother on that line because that's that's the kind of flat kind of straight man delivery that he would do. Meat type pork. And you know that song of Kristen's gets stuck in my head pretty often. Nice phone sound there. And Jeffrey's coughing in the background. Great. One of the few notes I received back on this particular episode. Jeffrey needs to be mm-hmm. coughing just a little bit louder. In your mouth. Uh, yeah. I think I actually ran away from the mic for that one or something. You did. I had to it worked perfectly. the volume a little bit. Yes, I do. Give us one more prediction. It's really kind of cool the way it worked out, though, because you kind of get the sense of you're not sitting in the same place. You're kind of stumbling around the room. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, was that, an, was that a, an accurate prediction? An accurate prediction? Oh, that's I'm right. Sorry. Seth did that mention he had that question when we were working on the episode. <laughs> I was just wondering. Things were about to get hairy. The cannibalism now, in 1999. Oh, the cannibalism. <laughs> you know I was what? I'm just. You gotta. You know, you'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm afraid. I just can't tell you. Uh, <sighs> fine. I actually, I went back and forth after I, I got this. Um, this sequence, this final sequence is. Um, this to the end credits is all Jim's work, and Jim does an amazing job. But I was going back and forth on whether or not to add music to this and I felt really it would stand on its own without music better than trying to fit anything to it um, and I think so it worked just fine watching Mallrats was that uh, they said that's one way that, that uh, some directors choose to make a scene a little creepier is mm-hmm. to actually not have any music in it yeah 
And that's also something that was going through my head, that music, uh, that no music is also kind of music. You know, the music of silence. Yes. I can't remember who was it who was it who said that, but that that not having music can end up making it more important. And broke through the other side. And a great smashy sound there. And the arm whooshes. Volker quickly handed out the beast scale armor to the troops, hoping it would protect them from the monster's sharp maw. Quickly, quickly, suit up. Get the armor on. And as you notice, a slightly different uh, alarm noise because we're in a different place than the uh, the submarine base or the submersible base, or and and a different which was different than the alarm that they had in the German castle. I wonder how one rigs a pyramid to have alarms. Geist is magic uh, with like speakers. Alien <laughs> technology. Was that Billingsley who was shouting, it's mine? Uh, no, that was, uh... uh it, it sounded like Steve. Pelzer? Yes. <laughs> and I love Star Trooper number two. He's like, I'm scared. <laughs> you can sort of hear that right there at the end. And, the, and nice um, stereo birds in the background. Stay close inside the cave. Dark in the ground well, I did get the production note on Dixie Stenberg. The only thing that you should hear out wide is atmospheric sounds. Yes. So, you hear your birds. And your beast roaring. And the beast roaring, provided by the lovely and talented Mr. Samuels. Slowed down uh, a half to a quarter normal speed and based the hell out of. Yes. And echoed like it made it nice and creepy. Mm. Yes, that's our Sam, nice and creepy. <laughs> that was one thing that was really, really cool about this episode. We both got to put, you know, a couple of our really good friends in the episode. Um, when we go into the next scene here, as we're about to do right now, um, they go running yeah. into the cave, and you hear a German soldier screaming things in German in the background, and uh, that is another one of our good friends, Patrick Mahon, who just happens to know German pretty fluently. Dixie and Brassy Battalion ran into the cave, and what a strange Lots of German red shirts <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people going, ah! and then sounds of them being snapped and... Which caused the crystals in the surrounding rock to do the same. That was the thing I was probably the most giddy about mixing this particular scene was all the times you hear. The best thing is the mass carnage. I see. Open fire! There's Patrick. Do you remember what kind of machine guns you were using? I like Uh, I forget the specific, uh... What are they wearing? I forget the specific Tommy gun they I've got a couple of libraries of just old, you know, period weaponry. Right. I'm obviously specifically using that for this show. She brought it to bear yeah, because, you know, you don't want, like, an Uzi showing up. That would be a little... <laughs> Mac-10. <laughs> AK-47. 
but it never made or it that to its intended We're not that alternate 1940s. In the rock of the cave. It was refracted and bounced around well, the that's cave. another thing I did in stereo is the uh, direction. the reflections of the laser beam. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the the, the sound effects there were really cool. Ah, the bunt again. In the middle of all of this carnage. <laughs> I love. I like our that's hilarious. Well, now, now she and Pelzer can match, you know. That's so sweet. <laughs> How romantic of them. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, yet another love connection on Dixie's temper. Put them side to side and they'll be one person. Oh, Oh, this is a great little uh, splashy noise here. <laughs> Actually, two splashy noises. Opening above, darted around the area, amplified and magnified by the roiling coup and the sparkling walls, making the cave its brightest day and temporarily black. <laughs> and this, <combatants>. yeah. <laughs> 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 These are all of a sudden. Hey, it's bright in here. I thought I found that really amusing. Sensor in the cave wall registered the change. Now, do you remember the sound effects you used for this? The following suite of noises. Uh, do I know the names of them off the top of my head? No, I have them saved in a little file over here that says what effects I In case we're ever in any other caves, you know, where mysterious things happen, you'll be all set. Yeah. It ran to the opening in the wall. I was just wondering. There's so much going on here. It was. It was. It was. Almost difficult to, to keep track of everything that's going on, except that it was all laid out pretty well in the script. It sounds good from this end. Sweet Fancy Moses. I think the greatest thing, the, my two favorite things about this particular scene actually come from Seth, which was the way that his delivery really helps to carry the scene. You know, as much as anything I or any of the actors did, Seth's delivery of, of the announcer lines in this really helped to carry the scene through. Uh, and then additionally, some of the suggestions that he made when I was kind of laying out the, the types of sound effects I was going to use, there were some really cool suggestions that he made that, that, that really helped pull it all together and made me go, oh man, this is going to be great. And uh, thank you very much for that stuff. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Now, what did I what did I suggest? I forget. Um, the the one that I remember specifically that 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 just made me go, oh, that's awesome, was um, when the beast's ship geo slips out. Yeah. Uh, you were talking oh, about yeah. the air displacement, and then that made me go, oh man, we could have like a little concussion. Yeah, because the air immediately gets displaced as it's disappearing, much like you know the ships on Battlestar Galactica when they use the FTL drives. Exactly. And that immediately concussion be because there's an implosion as well, and uh, it just added that extra layer of, of uh, believability and, and pulling you into what you're hearing uh, during that scene. Now it wasn't slips out. Right. It wasn't something I had done with the planes, actually. I had just kind of, like, winked them out with the, the geoslip. 
but I felt that this ship would be a little bit more a, a little bit more heavy, heavily defined than that, and, and so it should find space as well. They're, right, they're actually they're in the cave, right? Rather than out in the open. yeah, it's not a big open sky or anything. Exactly. And so I thought that yeah, the way it sounded, and it sounds almost like there's a plane sound in there too, as it's geo slipping, the and then boom, and, and there's the concussion. And a little bit of debris and dust falling down. Yeah, yeah, the rocks are falling down. Very Nicely done, sir. Very interesting. That left a surprise behind in the form of a blinking... Uh-oh, where's Jack Bauer when you need him? tell me what this sound effect is? A bomb? Look out, that thing's gonna blow! A microwave! We're using it for here, yes. <laughs> what, you're using it for a microwave? And briefly stored it inside. <laughs> no, no takers. Um, in his wounded state, Thomas could not move quickly enough. I'm not getting him on a heart monitor. Oh, damn it, Tommy, come on. An old school one. Well, now old school. Now really old school. Good choice. It works. I, th I thought so too. I was going around looking, listening to different things, and I heard that, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's perfect!" <laughs> Household products as bombs. Speaking of bombs, <laughs> this is six different explosion sounds. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's pretty big. Seth said it was supposed to be big bada boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, be I believe that was for my words. And just a little bit of a, uh, uh, wait, what? And this is the first end credits that I've used just the, the Hippodrome March as the end credit theme. Well, Since for a while anyway. I mean, at the beginning we only had to use that, but once they got longer, yeah. But right. That's once I started using the... Lines here. Right. Once I started using the, the G.I. Jive and the California Melodies uh, music as filler, um, it was easier to do, but for this one, it felt more prudent to have a bit more of a uh, condensed in-show ending, sort of. I'm not sure if I... Yeah, I think it initially, too, when I wrote this, I was originally giving, like, uh, none of the characters lines. It was just you re doing a, a straight credit read. And I was like... Well, okay, that that doesn't make as much sense because you don't think every character in the show might possibly, you know, be dead. So I was like, it wouldn't make sense that the other characters wouldn't be talking. Or I think that might have even been a catch Susan made or something. So then I went and redid it, and uh, I think it worked out a lot better this way. And as you can hear, I kind of changed, subtly changed my read to give a bit more of a, almost, if they were dead, a definitive end for their character, a type of, Alicia Lane Matheson mm -hmm. as Lily LaRue, you know. Like, she did a brave job. A very patriotic. And are they dead, one wonders? I ain't saying nothing. One wonders. The end of the show is coming up, you know, so you never know. People could start dropping like flies. Like Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oddly enough. Hmm. Well, do we get the cool scene where Dee just opens up her locker and looks at herself in the mirror and just pulls out the gun? Catherine Pride as Geist. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> which LaRue sister? Yeah, which LaRue sister will that be? Uh, 
Never mind. Winters as Fred of Pelzer. Hmm. David Alexander McDonald as Walter Falkenstein. <laughs> Philip Weber. <as laughs> yeah, I love this. Run, just I runs around like all the scar credits. people. David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. Even with the prospect of all of Scar defeated. And there's Withersby being the honorable human. And who knows when we're going to know what we need to know in order to know if everyone made it. We need some cheering up in here. Kristen Can I also say, again, <laughs> complimenting my brother Seth over there, uh, the sound of the robot's compartment closing in his chest. Yeah. The choice that you made of the dumpster door closing. <laughs> yeah. It's genius, man. I laugh every time I hear that. When in doubt, go for the jokey, jokey special effect. I 100% agreed, brother. The household product. <laughs> Bill Young as the amazing Noah. I always try to think of myself either, in, you know, sometimes, of, of course, go for, you know, the natural sound effect, but also what would a 1940s Foley artist think to use in place of... Right. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. <laughs> and Amanda. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> Where you've got the beast and Nebulon going, <laughs> like a little game of one-upsmanship between a robot and a beast. <laughs> They're having a wah-ah-ah off. A wah-ah off. That's just crazy. <laughs> And as you can hear, when she drives away, she drives, like, slowly off to the right. Special guest stars Jim Hamilton mm -hmm. as Arnold Wilhelm. There you are, Jim. I got one Arnold Wilhelm in there. And Patrick Mahon as Gunter Wilhelm. <laughs> now, which... Um, I think something like Kill Them All. It's like Kill Everyone or Kill Them All, something like that. You've been listening uh, to a pending production of the Dixie Stenberg and I think so. Something like that. Adventure Theater. Not the one where he's actually cussing. Pork. Uh, and of which the, there In are German. several of them. <laughs> <laughs> I save those for you the blooper reel. will buy Uncalicious Meat Type Pork tonight. Hooray, Meat Type Pork. tune in meat next time to find out just what the Sam Hill pepper. is going on. Yes, Kristen, you are an earworm. Yes, Kristen, you definitely are that. <laughs> Thanks for the burp there, Sam. This production was I mean, no. Actually, actually, that was a that was a a growl from Sam that lasted about a tenth that time. It was just like a roar, like that. Thanks for listening. But with a little magic, it sounds beastie. And there you have Yay. it. Season three. We are done. And Woo! we will be back in two months with the premiere of the final season. So I hope you all come back for that. Yes, please do. Bring your knives and forks. For it's going to be meaty. <laughs> Meat <Okay>. type. <laughs> Meat typey. Meat typey. Yes, it will be. It'll be very meat typey. Let's go with that. 
That's awesome. We gotta use that one. There's our slogan for season four. It's meat typey. It's meat typey. Put that on the box cover. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. This is your host saying yeah. good night all. Good night, Jim. And thanks for listening. Good night, Jeffrey. And see you all next time. <laughs>